0: Guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am one half of your hosts, Caitlin.
1: I'm other one. Uh,
0: and you're number two.
1: I'm the other point 0.5 of the show. Okay, fair. I'm Andrew. Hello. And number two is appropriate because I'm second best.
0: That's right. Remember, I'm AKA always last.
1: Th- okay. In this situation where there's <laughs> only two people. Two, yeah. Yeah you either first or you're last. I come last. You know who comes first? Me. God. Okay. Read a Bible, oh. Caitlin. Okay. All
0: right. Uh, okay. Uh, well, today... I hope
1: you feel bad. You should.
0: Okay. Today...
1: You did a bad thing. I did. And you should feel bad.
0: I did do a bad thing. Do you want to know what it was? Uh, Yeah. I was sick.
1: Oh, well, that was your own fault for being... It kind of was your own fault, actually. Kind, kind of, of sort It of was.
0: Okay. In case you all haven't noticed... We're a little late dropping the episode this week. And remember, remember, I said we drop episodes every Tuesday unless I'm stuck on a plane or I'm sick.
1: I don't know if you ever said the sick part. But oh, what did I say? I don't know. Uh, probably get called in because that happened I'll get once. Get called in, yeah. Um, but as usual, it is Caitlin's fault.
0: It is my fault. Again, 100%. So I'm just going to explain this really quick because we're right here. So I got the second COVID vaccine on Friday, last Friday. And today is inauguration day Wednesday. And I was so sick this past weekend. I literally got home Friday, did not I did not leave my room until Monday when I had to go to work, and I still felt bad on Monday.
1: That's how I live my life sometimes anyway. <laughs>
0: it's it was not it was really weird leaving the house cuz I was like normally, you know, like let the dogs out, cook, whatever. No, this was, I did not leave my room. I did not leave the room. Sweet John helped take care of me. But it was, I've. please don't let this deter you from the shot. I'm very glad I got it because what if that had been COVID? I probably would have been dead right now. And then who would record this with you, Andrew? Who would, who would do this?
1: Oh, nobody, I guess. That's right. I don't have any other friends.
0: It would be the final episode Painting Paint the Down Ted, <laughs> Frank Jelly Nash. It would,
1: it, and what a way to go out.
0: <laughs> yeah, He went out in a blaze of glory.
1: Yeah, he did, kinda. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he was, I His think friends he was, did.
0: His, his, his friends did. He was
1: handcuffed in a car that got shot up wow. while they were maybe trying to save him or maybe trying to silence him. Exactly. We don't know for we sure. We don't
0: know. Listen to episode 45 that Andrew just did. Um, it was pretty fun. It was good. So, yeah, I was sick as a dog, had a horrible fever. I was throwing up, had other GI problems. I had a horrible headache. It was really bad. But I'm feeling much better today. I'm feeling 100% today. Much, much better. So my apologies for being ill. I literally was like, I can't research. I can't do anything. I can barely move. I'm dying. This is literally death. Uh, Which news is flash, why Newsflash, it wasn't. <laughs> I was
1: say, it's why Caitlin is a ghost now.
0: Yeah. and Ghosts are real. Co-ghosts. I am the co-ghost.
1: Yeah. And ghosts are real. We've proven it. Have, All of those ghost shows, they were looking in the wrong place. What, were they? Apparently, they never find any ghosts on those stupid shows. All they
0: had to do was look at Hogwarts. That's it. It's
1: not a real place, Caitlin.
0: You take but you're a back. real
1: you're a real ghost. I am. So it's fine.
0: I died. No, I didn't. Do Go get your corona. Go get your COVID vaccine.
1: It's probably not as bad for most people because Caitlin's really, just a wimp.
0: Literally, nobody else I've talked to. Some people have had a sore arm. They said they had like a mild fever like the day of and the day after, but then they felt okay the next day after that. And like felt achy and tired and fatigued. I have not heard of anybody getting this sick. Um, so really had to take one for the team there. But uh, somebody I do know, he has migraines and it set off a migraine. Um, but anyways, it's really everybody has very mild symptoms. And you know what? I Even though I felt bad, I don't regret it. And I would do it again if I had to. Because you know what? i hopefully helping to kick this thing's butt and hopefully helping to not spread it to my loved ones which debatable at this time we don't know but anyway
1: whether they're they're your loved ones Mm. no
0: (laughs) whether it's able to spread Uh, okay um
1: (laughs) yeah uh my my uncle he actually what he was in the hospital he got released today good so with covid by the way so it's not a fun time um it is not i mean yeah it you know we all know We've we've
0: been there we keep going there
1: and i mean you've You've seen the news. If you get your news from anything other than like, you know, just weird Facebook memes from a weird group of weird people, yeah. you you know it's actually bad, but, you know, wear a mask. Be cool. Be cool, guys. Be cool. Why can't you just be cool like just me? Just be cool.
0: Like you? Like
1: me. In this one specific instance. Okay. We'll ta- social distancing I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you and have wearing that. masks. I'll let you have that one. All right. Good. Okay.
0: All right. So, without further ado, I'm I'm going to bring you this week's episode, and for making you guys wait so long, Andrew... It's a special episode. Do you know what it is?
1: Um, yes. What? Um, no,
0: don't, so the, don't the title
1: says, hold on to your butts, people. It's a double header.
0: You know it is. That's exactly what it is. So <laughs> thank you for...
1: Grab them butts and let's go.
0: Let's run. Okay. So today, I kind of had a theme for this one. I'm pretty excited about it. So today we're looking back at possible, possible crimes committed in state parks in Arkansas. I thought this was going to be a triple header, but after I did some investigation into the third one, it was not. So we're a double header, and that's cool.
1: Just like in baseball. It's a double header.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I know sports. I I get that reference. Okay, good. Just that one, though. Don't, Don't give me any more. Okay. You ready?
1: Let's hit a home run.
0: Let's do it. This is, this is header number one, (laughs) number one. Okay. And this one we are talking about. I just
1: realized one of these I added to the list because I saw what the theme was and I was like.
0: You did. You added this one. Yeah. I was like. The first one you added. Yeah.
1: I was like, wait, is that?
0: That's the one.
1: Yeah. You did it. Interesting.
0: Okay. So first one we are talking about Rodney Letterman. So Rodney was from, I think it's Bartlesville, Oklahoma.
1: That's what my guess would be.
0: Okay, Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and he's only 33 years old at the time of this maybe crime.
1: At at the time of this happening.
0: At the time of That's right. At the time of our story and our case, he is 33 years old. So he was married with children and he lived near the rest of his family um, in Bartlesville. He had actually so our story is going to take place in August. He had just gotten married at the beginning of April in 2017. So, very short time. It says though. April 1st.
1: April 1st. I don't think that should legally be allowed.
0: It was, though, and he did it.
1: <laughs> that that seems like a date where it's like...
0: I don't believe he got married.
1: We, no government uh, documents count if they are filed on this date or something.
0: You know... I okay, just just stopping right there. We're yeah. taking taking a pause from the story. One of my one of the podcasts I listen to is my favorite murder. They do people write in like their kind of hometown murders and stories and and different things. One person wrote in, they said that their I going to tell it. I going to tell the story. Okay, so they said that their dad. They said that their dad emailed them and was like, because this person had recently done a genealogy thing, and they sent in their DNA, and their dad emailed them and was like, hey. I got to hit back that there's a half brother. You have a half brother, this, this person that, you know, it was a fling back in the day. And so this person, the, the person that wrote the story is freaking out. They're like, is it legit? What, like, are, are they asking for money? It's not legit if they're asking for money and blah, 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 blah. Like send me screenshots of, send me the email or whatever. And they like, they were like super into it for like a couple days. And then they realized that the email came from April fools at gmail.com and their dad had made up this whole story about them. They were an only child, and made up this whole story about them having this unknown half sibling.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: And just to be, just to be a prankster, I was like, "That is a sick. That's a sick joke, Dad." <laughs> Anyways, it was really funny. It just makes <laughs> me
1: think of uh, the bit from Community, where that show you've never watched. Never watched. Where they're like. A, a big, they have April Fools, and a thing happens, a bad event essentially, uh-huh. and they're like, April Fools is canceled forever. For from now on, it's March thirty second. There whatever. you go,
0: there you go. It's like when April on uh, Parks and Rec made all of Ron's appointments for March thirty first because yes, she didn't realize. Yeah, it's pretty close <laughs> to that. March thirty yeah. first. There is a March thirty first. 30 days. Half September. Yeah, there's March 31st. Yeah,
1: I actually like Googled it to make sure that I knew how many days were in March because I can never rem- See, remember. I just did that too. Other than February.
0: In yeah, 2028. Okay, cool.
1: Um, all right. So
0: he did get married on April 1st, 2017. He was an active member of the First Baptist Church in Bartlesville and he enjoyed volunteering there. Um, He enjoyed doing dude stuff, too. He enjoyed football, basketball, camping, fishing, gardening, and just kind of being with his family. He had a lot of nieces and nephews that he loved to be around. So so we're going to jump to August. On August 27th, this is 2017, Rodney and a friend set out from Bartlesville to Devil's Den State Park in Arkansas, and they were going to do some hiking and some camping and kind of just dude stuff and have dude time. So on the 28th, They left the 27th, and they camped there that night, the 27th. They got there that night. It's like a three-hour drive. Camped there that night. So on the 28th, the next morning, they started their hike on the Buttersfield Trail, which is like a 15-mile loop, and it takes you through, like, woods and creeks and hills and valleys and by waterfalls, and there's caves, and it's just very scenic and pretty. And as you and I both know, it's hot as hell in Arkansas in August,
1: especially in a place named after the devil
0: devil's den so might be a little toasty so it's a little little warm a little human
1: why don't they just call it hell state park because that would be the devil's den it's just he hangs out in hell right
0: it's a cleverer name cleverer name
1: is it it seems like if you have to say a bigger name it's less clever no it's just good hell state park
0: I don't like. Let's it.
1: start the petition now.
0: <laughs> I don't want to change it.
1: the name to Hell State Park.
0: I will not sign this petition. I'm I'm putting my foot down against you.
1: I'll change all the passwords on the social media. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you jerk. Okay, so most of the terrain inside the state park um, was like this. It was there was lots of trails in there, uh, and most of it, like I said, it's inside of the state park. But some of it lies inside the Ozark National Forest and then some lies in private property. But it looks like it's a part of the park. So it all kind of runs together a little bit on the outskirts. So Rodney had a pre-existing condition. Um, He had hypertension, which is high blood pressure, which, you know, not that crazy. Um, He needed daily medication to control it. Rodney's wife, I think it's Stacia, S-T-A-C-I-A. I'm not 100% sure how to say that. So Rodney's wife, Stacia, said he had not been feeling well before leaving for his trip, but he went ahead, kind of decided to go anyway. It was like, no, I'll be fine. So I would say blood pressure stuff is not usually a life or death thing for a young person on a normal day. But again, they're in rough terrain. It's hot. It's humid. They're hiking all around. And so he kind of needed his medicine and he needed to keep on it and take it every day like he was supposed to. So his friend on the 28th, he and his friend start hiking. Don't know his friend's name. It's not been released. So Rodney and his friends start hiking. They're about a mile into their hike. And Rodney really started not to feel well. So he said he got kind of clammy and short of breath. And he needed to sit down. And he told his friend he had not taken his medication that day like he was supposed to. And that he had left it in the truck, which was a mile back. So his friend turned around and hiked that mile back to get the meds. And when his friend got back to where he left Rodney Rodney was not there Rodney was nowhere to be found so which was really weird so his friend kind of went around looked for him um, but he he knew immediately that Rodney um, sorry he said he knew that Rodney had his phone on him and at least a liter and a half of water but he didn't have like any backpack or camping gear on him and he w- didn't really have any like intense survival knowledge like it was kind of like put a tent up kind of guy and, you know, not...
1: Like he wouldn't go camping in the real woods.
0: No, 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 no. Campsider. Campsider. So, not he was not a survivalist. It's not like he would just go out with a liter and a half of water and find his own water source and everything like that. Not like that. So, his friend was like, something's not right. That's bad. His friend quickly reported him missing to the rangers at the park and a search then ensued for a missing hiker. So, when Rodney's family found out he was missing, they traveled back to the park to aid in the search. And the search party included around 120 people on foot, on horseback, on ATVs. They did drone searches and other air searches. But it's a really dense area in there. It's a dense forest area. So it's kind of hard to get through it all. Um, and the state park turns into private property, like I said, in areas as well as national forests. So I don't know like what the jurisdiction is, if they're allowed to just go onto that private property Or if they have to be like, no, this is where the state park ends. I can't go any further. No, this is where the state park ends. I can't go into the National Forest. It's outside my jurisdiction. So I don't really know what that situation is. Either way, the park still has about 4,000 square acres to cover, which is a lot. So over a week of searching, they came upon Rodney's cell phone and his charger and a flashlight and kind of a rudimentary campsite, but no Rodney. No backpack, no water. But it's kind of weird that, like, why leave your phone and your charger there, you know?
1: And also, why is there a rudimentary campsite? Like, I mean, if it's only a mile well, from where it, they initially were. This
0: was, where they went searching was more than a mile away. Where right, they, where they found I guess, that I stuff. guess,
1: why did he end up there That's at true. some point?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, why, yeah, agreed. So by September 6th, um, which was, you know, about a week, a little over a week later, The search was kind of scaled back because that's intense searching, you know. But Tim Scott, he's the assistant director of Devil's Den, said they would continue to search and believe he was alive until evidence of the contrary came forward. And none did, at least for a while. Mm -hmm. So on February 25th, 2019, so we're like about two years later, a hiker along one of the side trails in the park found a human skull. And the place where it was located is about three miles from the visitor center and is actually on private property. And it's an area they said that is pretty difficult to get to. And this was an area that was searched in 2017 that was marked like they had searched it. So he wasn't there in 2017. Where was he? So the skull was sent back to the state crime lab for ID. And about a month later, the skull was positively identified as belonging to Rodney. So I could not find anywhere if the rest of his remains were found or if it was just his skull. So
1: the skull is the only thing I remember them ever finding, which makes me believe
0: that it was probably animal involvement would be my guess. Yeah, potentially. So, cause I mean, it was quite a bit of ways if I, if I remember quite a bit of ways from where like his cell phone and stuff were found. So I don't know, kind of, kind of weird there. So, Um, No cause or manner of death have been released and no official suspects have ever been named. Um, So this is still an open case. If you have any information that could lead to a conclusion, please contact the Washington County Sheriff's department at 479-444-5700. Andrew will put that in the show notes and that's it. That's all we have about Rodney. So it just went missing and I kind of debated whether or not to put this in the notes or whatever. Uh, He did have a little history of, of, he was a, I mean, good person, hard worker, but he did have some kind of substance. I don't know about abuse, but he did have a misdemeanor charge for some, some drug stuff. So I was wondering if maybe that kind of haunted him into his life, you know, into the, into this part of his life at this point in his life, if maybe his friend was kind of bad news and drugs had something to do with it, um, which would just, you know, that's, it's not cool. You know, for him, or you know, if it was like maybe he and his friend got in an argument, or it, there's just so many questions, so many questions. Um, yeah, and, and I'm and I'm going to talk to you about some of them. Oh, here. okay, okay. So Buttersfield Trail, on there's like a, a map. There's like a, a website that kind of ranks trails at parks and stuff to, of their difficulty. This was rated as a difficult trail. Buttersfield Trail is, and. It has steep and difficult terrain. It's also not a very popular trail of the park because it is so difficult. There's very limited cell service or it's non-existent. So terrible service. Why would they choose this trail? Did Rodney choose it? Did his friend choose it? They don't know. So like whose idea was that? Uh, Was Rodney aware of how difficult it was when they chose it? Like why did he choose Devil's Den and this difficult trail? And why would he just get up and walk away of his own accord when he's told his friend, I need my medicine? And his friend's like, stay here, I'll go get it. So, like, he knew his friend was coming back with his medicine if he wasn't feeling well. And, like, if something bad were to occur, like a heart attack or something, because, anyway, his friend, he knew his friend was going to be back fairly quickly and could help him. So, I don't know. All that just kind of seems very suspicious to me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's all, it's always strange.
0: Yeah. Also, I want to talk about his condition, hypertension, high blood pressure. So they said that his friend said that Ronnie said he was feeling kind of lightheaded and clammy and fatigued. Well, probably fatigued because hiking in the summer heat of Arkansas. But putting that aside, if you just take those symptoms, I suppose those could be symptoms of high blood pressure. But these are not ones that I have commonly seen. Common things I've seen of high blood pressure, a lot of people don't even know they're walking around with high blood pressure. It's symptomless. Even if you have a crazy high blood pressure. But if it is super high, some people get like nosebleeds or have really bad headaches or they can feel kind of fatigued. But lightheadedness, clammy and fatigue, these are not symptoms I would associate with high blood pressure. There are symptoms I would associate with low blood pressure. Like too much blood pressure medicine, you know, was taken Or that he had a low blood sugar. I don't know if he was diabetic or anything, but those are like symptoms I more associate with low blood pressure and low blood sugar. So that seems really strange to me that that was like, and like I said, he's 33. Sure, he might have needed medicine to control his blood pressure. But like I said, any young person like that, it's not usually a life or death thing if you forget a dose of your medicine. And it made it seem like it was. So what was going on? You know what I mean?
1: It's yeah, it's a little, it's a little odd.
0: Yeah, I'm very, my my suspicions are peaked for this one. So there's no really resolution. You know, I I feel like at least maybe his family has a little bit of closure. Like he knowing he's there. You know, the rest I hate to say the rest of them, but you know what I mean. Like he was there at the park. You know, it's not like somebody took him or anything. Like he deceased, he was deceased at the park. But how? And why and where, you know, because it was just his skull found in that remote area. Where's the rest? What happened? Answer my questions.
1: I don't know, though. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm just kidding.
1: Hopefully somebody does. That's why I will put the phone number in there. Exactly.
0: Somebody always knows something. Anyways, that's not a very long one, but that is story Ronnie Letterman's case. So that is our first header. Let's hit our doubleheader.
1: Let's, uh, let's get on the ice. Home get run. out there.
0: woo Okay. This one was a really interesting one to research. It has a lot of twists and turns. So this was recommended uh, by someone I used to work with. Her father-in-law actually worked with the victim. So this is the story, and you might have heard of it, of John Glasgow. Here we go. Okay, so John was about 45 years old. He's around 45 at the time that our case occurs. He was a very prominent businessman in Little Rock, Winter City. He was the chief financial officer and VP of DCI Contracting and Construction Company, which is like a really big um, contracting and construction company in Little Rock. In fact, they do stuff all over the country, but it's based out of Little Rock. And he was VP and CFO. They were, like, this is kind of some of the stuff that they did. They were a part of building the Bill Clinton Library. You know that. I sure do. You do. He was a part, uh, DCI was a part of building, I think it's the Heifer International Headquarters, which is...
1: it's really close to the Clinton Library.
0: Yeah, so they were, he was a part of that. DCI was a part of that. And if y'all don't know, Heifer International, it's like a...
1: A charity type thing. Yeah, the thing they always told us when we were kids, when they talked about it. They teach people how to be- raise animals. Yeah, they they basically go like, For hey, we're gonna get instead of giving money or whatever to people, we'll give them a goat. Yeah, and then they'll be able to use that goat to they'll sell the milk and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, cheese, so and on be and so able forth, to and drink. Yeah, yeah. So it helps. Helps, helps people out yes. that way.
0: In other in other places. So, it's a cool cool place. So, Heifer International. Or I, guess,
1: I guess a cow would make more sense as an example. Since it's called Heifer. But, you know.
0: Well, they do heifers. They do They, yeah, do, they cows, do all goat. of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They
1: do all kinds of stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So, he was uh, like clearly a big part of the company. And he had been a part of this company for over 17 years. So, he'd been there a long time. So, he was married to his wife, Melinda. And he had two sons. And John was just a really well-liked guy. So, at the time of this case, John was having some stress at work. Uh, So, this gets a little hairy, so kind of stick with me here. So, throwing a lot of names. Bill Clark was the CEO, like the, the the head Kuna of CDI. He passed away from cancer in May 2007, which I read about Mr. Clark. He was quite the Arkansas man. He went to U of A, supported them big time. He was a philanthropist. He donated a lot of money to arts and kids and... Different charities. Cool guy. So Bill Clark, CEO of CDI, passed away in 2007. He had a large share in the company he was CEO of. And then Dillard's, like the department store, Dillard's, also had shares in this company and was in charge of, uh, CDI was like in charge of building Dillard's headquarters in Little Rock, and they were also in charge of building department stores around the country. So they were like worked in partnership, I believe. Between Bill Clark and Dillard's, there was a 50-50 share of the company there. So when Bill Clark died, supposedly, this is conjecture, supposedly his shares were supposed to be able to purchase, like CDI was be able, supposed to be able to purchase Bill's share to remain in that 50-50 partnership with Dillard's. And supposedly Dillard's was going to buy all the shares and be the sole owner of CDI. And supposedly they were going to oust John Clasco with a new CFO, If that came to pass and supposedly there were differences of accounting practice quote between Dillard's and CDI practices that John Glasgow was not comfortable with and Dillard's didn't agree with John. He said he had received messages of a threatening nature from someone at the company and not like I'm going to kill you like, well, we might just replace you threatening
1: type. Mm. The accounting practices. So Money, I've I've done some business classes, don't, uh-huh. don't worry about it. Yeah, um, you sure have. I've done accounting one and two in mm-hmm. college and some other stuff. So, I don't, I I didn't do the research on this, I don't know the details. But companies do have differences in how they do accounting. There are general practices that you all follow, and blah, blah, blah. So, I can see where, like, because sometimes companies the way they'll write things up is like weird or different from another company mm-hmm. because it'll be more favorable in the way it looks right i mean there are laws that you have to follow there are things like that but uh there there are definitely differences in the way companies will present the way things are accounted right so i don't know what that means in this situation and it very much could mean something like that because yeah the it might just mean companies do things slightly differently than other companies
0: yeah and i will say that m this is actually in uh, the my source material for this show. There was an open letter um, that, well, we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that later. Okay. Um, okay. So, anyway. So, a lot of stressful stuff happening at the time of this case for John. He was, like, really, really stressed out. And in the days leading up to our case, Melinda, John's wife, said she saw John cry for the second time in her life. And the first time was when Melinda's mother died. So, he was really stressed out. And um, through all the stress, though, John kept his cool and he never expressed any thoughts of self-harm or suicidal ideation to anyone, which doesn't necessarily mean anything because some people, well, you know, if they're thinking of harming themselves. They're not going to say anything. But anyways, just put that, putting that out there. Interesting of note, I did read somewhere in one source that apparently three days before our case begins, John also received a $300 bonus from work. And I'm not sure why. Say
1: that, say that number again. 300000 There it is. Not
0: $300. Okay. Yeah.
1: I was like, $300? That might be <laughs> great for you or me, but <laughs> no, I'm for sorry. Mr. CFO, that ain't nothing.
0: $300,000 bonus for work. I'm not sure why, though. But something other... We'll get to this in a little bit. Something else happened three days before our case takes place. We'll get to that in a minute. So, anyways. So, that brings us to the day. We're going to talk about the day our case takes place. When it all starts. What well, kind of started back then. But, anyways. So... On the day, we're at January 28th, 2008. We're almost, what, how many, 11? I'm not good at math. Oh, my God. That's uh, 13 12. Years, 13 years ago, almost. 13, yeah.
1: Um, I was uh, still thinking of 20. You were thinking of 20. 21. Yeah.
0: So we're almost at 13 years ago that this t- case takes place. John leaves his home in Little Rock around 5.30 a.m. to head to work. Uh, so, But uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. Nobody knows his whereabouts. He's not answering his phone. And around 2.30 p.m., Melinda finds out that he never made it to work. So she immediately knows something's wrong. Nobody can get a hold of him. That's absolutely unlike him. She reports him missing. And they, the hunt is on. And of course, police take it seriously because this is a prominent CFO, a prominent businessman in Little Rock. And so they they don't waste any time, of course. So investigators immediately checked cameras along the route first off that john would have taken to get to work and they see him there and but they checked the cameras at work and he never made it to work his car never showed up never pulled into the parking lot they don't know where he went so the next day january 29th when investigators obtained cell phone records they found his phone pinging from a cell tower near petty Jean state park which is my favorite state park. I love Petty Jean. Been there a lot. Love
1: that place. I like their meats.
0: They, I have a freezer full of them right now. Do Pe- you know that? Petty
1: Jean meats. I didn't. I'm going to steal them now.
0: I'll consider it. I don't need a lot of meat.
1: I said I'm going to steal it. It's not a consideration <laughs> issue here. If It theft, will be stolen. Theft is not something where you're like, um, uh, I, will okay, allow, I, I will allow it. I guess it's okay. No, that's something where you had no choice in the matter. You did it. Is there bacon in there? Their peppered bacon is very good. I
0: have some peppered bacon. I'm going
1: to take some of that maybe. We'll see.
0: We'll see. So cell phone pinging near Petty Jean. So they go to investigate at Petty Jean and they find John's Volvo parked outside Mather Lodge, which is like when you pull in a Petty Jean, the main area is this big lodge. They have a restaurant that overlooks this beautiful outlook at Petty Jean. And it's kind of like the community center gift shop area. So anyways, that's where you park um and inside of john's car first they find it's unlocked which is very unusual and his laptop and cell phone are in the back of the car which is like nobody's gonna do that nobody's gonna leave an unlocked car with a cell phone and laptop in the back of it red flags so when they dusted for prints to find evidence there was nothing there was no prints not his prints not anybody else's it had been wiped clean suspicious. So a tourist that had been visiting the area excuse me provided two timestamp photos from the parking lot of the lodge that show John's car there the day he disappeared. So that would be the twenty eighth of January. And then one for the next day, the twenty ninth. So it like so it so it showed that he was there the day he disappeared because there was conjecture of whether he had actually been there the day he disappeared. Well, this photo proved that he, Lisa's car had been. So da, 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 da. So it seems like he may have gone straight to Petty Jean from his house, but they're not really sure. The cell phone ping was around 730 in the morning, the day he went missing. So that's a good two hour window, though. So what was he doing for Two hours. So it did not take. I said it did not take two hours to get from his house to Petty Jean. It said it took like thirty, maybe forty-five minutes. So, what was he doing with the rest of that hour, hour and a half?
1: Getting breakfast. I don't know. Answer my questions. So, he, la- he went to the Waffle House first. I don't. I don't know. <laughs>
0: he might have. So, and like Petty Jean, like just stating where it's at. It's not like somewhere you pass on the side of the road. It's like you have a des- destination to get there. It's somewhere you are planning to drive to get there. So it wasn't like he just happened upon it and like you have to be deciding to go there. So finding that evidence, investigators are kind of worried at this point. So they're wondering if John ever actually made it to the park at all or if someone drove his car there. Because when dogs were brought in to smell and search the area, they did not pick up on John's scent on or around the car, leaving the car or anything. suspicious. Melinda also told investigators that there seemed to be a missing 22 caliber rifle from the home. Um, John's brother Roger, who Roger's a lawyer in Little Rock, um, he said it might be might be missing or misplaced because it was like an old family heirloom. It was rarely used. sometimes it just got misplaced. and it turns out, it was just misplaced. Um, but they were kind of worried about that there for a while because obviously a gun missing from the home, like John, i it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. They were really worried about that. Uh,
1: also, I don't know. Don't misplace your guns.
0: Maybe you know where, you, where you're where you keeping them. That's, even if it is family heirloom,
1: it still shoots. It seems like a, a bad time. Yeah. That's, that's not a good thing to do. No. If you're going to argue about like, you know, responsible gun ownership, that's that's part of it is knowing where your things are.
0: And know how it works and where to keep it and how to keep it safe. So, anyway, they were worried about that for a hot minute.
1: So, they just, they just did put it somewhere that they didn't yes, realize where yes, they put it. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what
0: happened. It was. John did not take it with well. him. So, with all this information, investigators recruited help from the state park officials like the Rangers and surrounding county agencies to go ahead and begin the physical search for John. And of course they started at Petty Jean and they searched for five days and found no evidence of Jonathan park anywhere, nothing. And after that time, after the five days, the search was called off. The train there was very steep. It was intense. It wasn't easy. It was sleeting. It was bad weather. Um, so they just had to, it was too dangerous for the searchers. They had to call it off. Um, but still other investigation was going on um, outside of Petty Jean of note. On John's desk at work, investigators found a bank account number and the code to a personal safe. It was left, he would written it down on a pad of paper and left it on his desk, as well as some other checks and stuff to be mailed. And Roger, his brother, said he didn't think this was too odd. This was kind of like in line with John's work, money and stuff like that. So anyway, on February 8th, which was a few days after the search had been called off, a reward for the whereabouts of John had been made. And it increased from $5,000 to $70,000, which is a lot of money. So desperate to know what happened to John. And a few weeks after that, this is interesting. Melinda released to the press a mock letter that John had drafted to the CEO of Dillard's. And it was very telling. So it was kind of like a practice letter he was writing to the CEO of Dillard's. In this letter, John referred to tensions between himself and the CFO of Dillard's. He claimed the CFO accused John and CDI of being dishonest in their practice, which really offended and really upset John. Now, both Dillard's and CDI have both released statements saying they don't think John was guilty of any wrongdoing with money or anything like that. But it does shed some light onto the situation. This letter was drafted three days before John went missing the same day that he received a $300,000 bonus. Mm. What's the correlation? I don't know. Just an interesting note there. So at some point, a few weeks after John's disappearance, there was a suspicion, like this is just people that cropped up doing investigation. There was a a suspicious construction worker at a construction site in Searcy, which is, it's outside of Little Rock. It's It's about
1: 45 minutes away from Little Rock. Yeah.
0: Who is said to be John? People said it was John. So, a private investigator hired by the Glasgow family went to the motel the man was staying at, and turns out it was not John. So, ruled him out. There was also a waitress in Russellville, which is probably about forty-five minutes from Little Rock. You know? Yeah, but in like
1: different direction. Yeah, Cersei is like northeast, and Russellville would be like northwest.
0: Yes. So there was a waitress in Russellville who said she served a man that she just, she swore it was John. She said it appeared to be John. So a team of these like specialized dog handlers from like somewhere in the Northeast, I don't remember where, but hired by the family to come and try it. They said that they could catch cold scents that other dogs couldn't, like scents that are weeks old. So they hired these people to come and search out this this restaurant in Russellville and nothing came of it. No, no scent picked up, nothing. So that was, that was a dead lead. A man run over by a train in Florida was said to look like John, but they tested that man's DNA against DNA from John's hairbrush. Not the same guy. Does
1: John just look like every guy?
0: He looks like a normal dude. He just looks like a normal guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll show you a picture of him later, but he just looks like a, a guy. I mean, nothing crazy about him. He's just a dude. Um, this was interesting. A sidekick from Garland County, which this is I think already is... not interesting. <laughs> that's a hot Springs area, right? Like, yeah.
1: That's where hot Springs is. Okay. Cause hot Springs is not in hot spring County. No. I think they may border each other though.
0: Would make sense. Sort
1: of a Conway County, yeah. Faulkner County situation. Exactly. Where Conway is in Faulkner County, which borders Conway, Conway. County, Arkansas.
0: You get it together. So a sidekick from Garland County, came for lost me <laughs> stop this was a few weeks actually this was quite a few months later um after so a charlatan
1: from garland county comes forward to the family
0: and said he had a vision that john's body was laying face down in some oak leaves near a craggy outcropping of rocks he even the guy bought binoculars and went with a friend searching for john at petty Jean and the surrounding areas and the surrounding rows because he said he just knew he was there he could feel it and he said he believed John was killed by a blow to the head. Um, so that was it. That was it for a while. That was the last of the leads. Uh, the case went nowhere after that. Leads dried up. Questions remained. And a year after his disappearance, his brothers, sisters, wife, and family concluded that John somewhere somehow had met his demise. There had been no activity on his bank account. Obviously, his phone. he left his phone in the car. There was no activity with that. So it just kind of stopped and they just they just knew that he had gone until something happened in 2012. So in 2012, a man named Jonathan Bronner, an inmate, came forward and said he knew what had happened to John Glasgow, that he had been murdered and he knew who had done it and he knew where John's body was and that he had helped to bury John. So this was huge. This was a big deal. Uh, why did this guy come forward at this time four years later? Because his ex-wife in a trial against him gave testimony that Bronner had told her he had helped a friend bury a body four years ago. So that, that kind of put up a flag.
1: What, what kind of case was this where she can just bring that up?
0: Well, we'll, we'll how, talk about that. How it.
1: would that be material to the case?
0: So Bronner, an inmate, like I said, had been serving the last 16 months in jail and was facing charges of stalking his ex-wife but was already serving for kidnapping and robbery charges. So real stand up guy. So to suss him out, investigators had Bronner take a polygraph test, which we know is just a tool. It is not diagnostic at all.
1: I've seen it be wrong so many times that we it's may as not, well just call it the psychic test.
0: Exactly. It is not a really a scientific test. So, but the investigators had Bronner take a polygraph test. They asked him questions strictly about, the body buried where he knew it was, blah, blah, blah. Not that they kind of left out questions like, is this John Glasgow? Because they want to keep, I don't know, that could have, they said it could alter the results. But anyway, he 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 totally passed that polygraph test. His lawyer, in fact, said he passed it, quote, easily. And so they're like, okay, well, we have this polygraph. We have this guy's word. Let's go check it out. So investigators went exactly where Bronner said John was buried in a bean field along the Lone Oak-Pulaski County line, which Pulaski is Little Rock. Pulaski County is Little Rock. So on the county line of Little Rock, basically. So investigators bring in the big guns. They bring in this expensive sonar equipment. They borrow it from U of A. They bring in all this stuff and they begin marking spots that light up on um, on the, I think it's sonar. I think it's sonar.
1: Sonar uses sound?
0: I think it's sonar. They, they use it in the ground.
1: That, that's probably right. Okay. They use it in the ocean. They do, yeah. For like, if you're a submarine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's sonar. So um, they start, they make different marks, and they start excavating the next day. And they bring in lots of equipment to start excavating. Each spot that they've marked, each new spot that they've marked, they dig up, and each one turns out to be nothing. There's nothing there. The only thing they found are some Indian artifacts, some Native American artifacts. So in the end, that's all it was. It was nothing. Bronner had straight up bold-faced lied and there was nothing there. This lie had cost thousands of dollars, manpower, hours, and he admitted to his fraud. So with his fraud, Bronner was charged and sentenced to 10 extra years on the sentences he was already like serving or whatever
1: It's weird that he, why would he do that though
0: there are so many stories of false confessions for, i
1: know but i i guess i just i wonder why though
0: because why did why do why kidnap somebody why rob somebody
1: well for money in at least one of those situations but like what's he getting out of this one
0: attention fame he probably got to go with him to the dig site which means he got off he got out in the fresh air
1: there's nothing a bean field cool I, what a great field trip that is hey it's so better. i can get and i get stuck with 10 more years because i'm a dummy Whoa. what a weird thing like why would you do that
0: i'm just telling it there's no rhyme or there's I, no logic
1: i don't understand anything about this like i don't understand how the body thing comes up in whatever trial i like where his lawyer's not like that's immaterial that's an objection i'm not a lawyer but that seems like something you would do <laughs> i object i object because this has nothing to do with this whole case that we're talking about
0: i i'm just And then he's just
1: it, and he's just like honestly, yeah i did it and it was this guy and it's here like what why would you do that
0: i mean honestly what probably happened was that oh, she said that thing to try to get him behind bars more which sounds like he needed to be and then they're like police are like four years ago well who was it who'd you help he's like maybe maybe threw out some names maybe he's like yeah it was that guy it was remember that guy i helped bury him they're like well then you have to help us out and he's like well am i gonna get you know a lenient sentence or you know do i get to come out with you you know just personal gain just just no reason there's no rhyme or reason i don't know i'm not this guy
1: i mean i know i know people (laughs) lie about stuff like that all the time there's like false confessions and cold cases and stuff 100 percent yeah we yeah, I just don't. Yeah, agreed. Don't do that, people, because it, it it doesn't lead to anything good for anybody. Not even you.
0: Life lessons from Andrew: don't lie on the stand or about anything. Or yeah. So that's how that's how the case sat for a while. It's for a few years. I mean, it just kind of that's where it stood. That was the last like real big thing. It was their most promising clue in years, and it was fake until. On March 11, 2015, some hikers at Petty Jean came across part of a human skull. It was in a rocky and very difficult area to reach. And it was actually such a tough area that visitors were discouraged from going into that area. So they quickly turned over to investigators what they had found. And they investigators immediately came to the scene and started sussing it out. Near where the skull f- was found... There was the near complete skeletal remains of a, of a human. The person was still clothed. Sorry, still clothed. They also had their wallet, identification, and a credit card still on them. The ID? John Glasgow. The clothes found were the same ones John was wearing on the day he disappeared. The skull was sent off a day later after the discovery positively confirmed to be John for sure. Initially investigators denied that it was a criminal investigation going as far to say it was quote absolutely not a criminal criminal case simply they said it was an open and shut missing persons case he went missing he was found roger john's brother the lawyer however disagreed he believed his brother's disappearance and subsequent death was due to foul play now there was no obvious form of trauma to like when they first just looking at it just investigators looking at it, there was no obvious form of trauma to the body no obvious massive skull blows nothing clear but the remains all of them were it was like i said it was near complete they were sent to the state crime lab to be analyzed and about a month after john's remains were discovered the state crime lab released their report john's cause of death could not be determined which means it could not be ruled out that he had been murdered or foul play was involved somehow. Could be natural. Could have been
1: murdered. It does seem very difficult to find out cause of death. in a lot of cases, if all you're working with is skeletal remains, unless
0: there's like an obvious blow to the head, right? If or there's like, like your head marks. is
1: destroyed in a way or something. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Or like obvious, like sometimes like a knife, knife will marks. go past ribs or something yeah. and it will take a nick out of the rib bone.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like if, I don't know. Could you tell if somebody had had like swallowed a gallon of cyanide and then turned into a skeleton?
0: I don't. You know, I don't know if that would. You know,
1: if that would I, get into the bones somehow. Because you,
0: especially if they, if they stay in that same area, and not, this is kind of graphic to talk about, but if they decompose in that area, if the cyanide would have some kind of biological effect. Or maybe like the calcium in the bones or something like that. Sure.
1: Or, guess, or just like anything that's not right, straight up, you know, destruction of.
0: Of body. Of, of like skeletal. Yeah. yeah. So I can imagine it's pretty difficult. Even, but I was thinking even strangulation, there could be damage to the cracked hyoid bone. And the little bone on your neck right here, kind of like where your Adam's apple is, that's your hyoid bone. It's kind of like a floating bone. I call it an
1: Andy's apple.
0: It's not, it's not how it works.
1: Why not? I'm not Adam.
0: I know. You got that from a
1: show. So, Did I? So. Uh, what show?
0: <laughs> so the. Uh, what show is that from? It's from Parks and Rec. Do they say that on Parks and Rec? Yeah. He calls it Andy's Apple? I think so.
1: I don't remember that. So. I'm going to Google that and see.
0: So, like I said, foul play, murder, could not rule it out. So, the same officer who was certain that there was no foul play involved said that this case would remain open because it could not be ruled out that it was murder interestingly a little interesting tidbit john's remains were found in a rocky craggy area surrounded by leaves believe what you will and that is where john's i case mean that's just
1: playing the odds at that point it is. if you disappear at Petagene Get, it's, it's a, it's a and mountain, leaves. and there's lots of trees. <laughs>
0: it's going to be rocks and leaves. What are you, gonna,
1: what are you talking about? They yeah. said
0: his body was found like on a on a rocky outcropping. So that makes me think like a ledge almost.
1: Also, I feel like if the psychic knew so much, he should have found him instead of letting some random hikers it doesn't do work it. Work
0: like that.
1: It's because he's not a psychic. He's a charlatan.
0: <laughs> so that is where John's case remains today. There have been no substantial leads in the last six years. But what I do hope is that John's family did have some closure and some peace of mind after his discovery, as they were able to lay him to rest. And I also hope for them that more answers can be found. And that is a story, the case of Rodney Letterman and John Glasgow, which, like I said, possible crimes committed in state parks. Maybe nothing. We don't know.
1: It's very interesting.
0: It is. And that is my conclusion. Scene.
1: Okay. What else are you up to these days?
0: Oh, Andrew, I a have bunch? so much. You said to you talk have about. a bunch. I have, well, why don't you go first? Or
1: do you? Is there like an obvious stopping point where you can be like, talk about one thing, stop. I talk about a thing, and then you talk about a thing.
0: Okay. Well, let me just
1: because <sighs> I don't have that much to, much to talk about. I don't think.
0: Okay. How about? talked about my COVID shot, even though it was bad I'd still go get it. I watched a lot of stuff while I was sick, So I'm going to talk about all that. Um, I do want to talk about Cassie Compton. It's a case we've mentioned before. Um, she's a 15 year old girl that we're missing. We haven't covered that case because I just feel like it's so close to getting somewhere. And people almost thought it did this past week. There was a girl who was videotaped, I think in Kansas city, somewhere, maybe it was not Kansas city. She was taped. She was in the back of a car with two men and it looked like she had two black eyes and somebody got out and started videotaping her. was like, I don't know who this girl is, but she looks like she's in trouble. And so, um, they thought people started seeing it and thought it looked like Cassie Compton with that had her hair dyed. People were freaking out. People reported it, investigate like police were like on it. Turns out it was a girl from LA and that she had gone of her own free will but she, not to say that she still wasn't in a, a, not a great situation, but she had gone of her own free will and she came back of her own free will. It was not Cassie Compton. And I think that was a really big blow um, because it, she did look oh, very strikingly similar to Cassie Compton. So, um, also I started piano lessons this week. Uh, why? Because I said when I finished school that, I wanted to get back into piano lessons. You finished school? Yeah, I finished school.
1: Okay. You know that. I know that because...
0: we we talked about we've it. We've talked
1: about it on here, and you made that big post on Facebook. you dang right I did. you
0: dang right I did.
1: Pretty sure you had written that post like five years ago. It was a whole essay. I,
0: it took me a good hour to write that <laughs> post because I thought really hard about what I was going to say. So, But I always said I was going to do piano I want to start piano lessons when I finished school. So John got me... Like when we first started dating, I had said that to him and he remembered and he got me a keyboard for Christmas.
1: So, Caitlin's going to be a great pianist. (laughs) I'm going to be the next Lady Gaga. Yeah. And you'll get to play at the inauguration. That's right. Also, somebody
0: learned it was inauguration.
1: Did you not know that before? I thought it
0: was inauguration.
1: I mean that sounds like just somebody saying a word slightly differently. It, it's inauguration it's versus inauguration. inauguration. It's yeah. inauguration. That's I what worried. I I said inauguration. You did. I did not. Inaugural season of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um Inauguration. Also you said gene" weird to me.
0: gene. Yeah. Why is that weird? The petty Petit it, technically it's petion if yeah. you're gonna be
1: listen, I know we're named after uh, a French word or whatever, a French w- version, version of an Indian word yeah. or something. And petite Jean, Petit, petit yeah. Jean, but people say it petite Jean. Pe-
0: it's petty Jean.
1: Petite Jean. It's petty Jean, not petty Jean. It's petty Jean. Jean wasn't petty, as far as I know.
0: She was petite Jean. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I take I started piano lessons, and I have to say,
1: she's been bragging about this all day. <laughs>
0: I think so far I'm her star pupil, but it could also be because I've taken piano before and I was a music major in college temporarily. So anyway, it was, I'm excited. I want to be good. I want to be able to like, they do recitals and I'd call my mom. I said, hey, I get to do recital. Will you come to my recital? She's like, of course, baby.
1: Like a bunch (laughs) of like eight year olds.
0: Exactly. They're like, who is this adult getting up there playing chopsticks?
1: It's basically, (laughs) it's going to be like a... Dwight hanging out with all those karate kids.
0: Yeah, it is. It or, exactly is. Or
1: um, you're going to be showing up all these kids on the piano. So it's going to be like um, a wrestling thing when Jeff Jarrett decided that he was going to become an MMA fighter in wrestling. And so it led to this awesome video segment of him just uh, putting little kids into submissions That's and making right. them tap out. That's, <laughs> That's right. really good.
0: That's right. I am an adult. I am number one. So I'm excited about that. Uh, what do you have?
1: I've got nothing going on other than I finally I finished that Star Wars book the How was the audio book heir to the empire I thought it was okay okay uh, it's the first book in a three book thing is this so. the
0: one you waited from, for from the library yeah
1: okay and uh, then you, I'm waiting got it yeah I'm waiting on the second book to to come through for me
0: come on whoever has it let it go jeez come
1: on yeah I uh it's pretty good it's weird though because it it goes back to I think this book was released in like ninety two or so. So this is before the prequels. So it's before like terms like the Sith were like well-known terms for people. So instead of saying Sith, they refer to people as like just dark Jedi instead. There's like weird stuff like that. Like, cause it's, Hmm. uh, it's like one of the first, I think it is pretty much the first book that created the expanded universe of like all the books that would go on. And yeah, it also reminds me of, um how fantasy names because star wars is basically fantasy. it's not really sci-fi if you really think about it um because there's space magic yeah uh like how i would never know how to say their names if it weren't for like audiobooks or movies Mm -hmm. um we talked about this a little bit your example was hermione from harry potter (laughs) which is just a normal name if you're english i think but But, listen we're
0: american and until the movies came out it was hermione
1: yeah and you're not the only one that was everybody was like that um for instance there's a guy in there his name is sabayoth it is spelled c apostrophe oh no b-a-o-t-h yeah there's no way i would have guessed how to say that right yeah um another thing is it's weird because they they make references to the clone wars Mm -hmm. but it's before the clone wars have been made Mm -hmm. by george lucas and when they're making expanded universe stuff george lucas was very specific like do not touch too much on the Clone Wars because I'm going to do that someday, which mm-hmm. he eventually did. He did.
0: It and was so, not great.
1: Yeah. So the TV show is good, though. Oh, okay. Um, it does what the movies tried to do. Okay, But cool. the movies were too short to be able to do what he wanted. Uh, Fair enough. But it's just, it's weird because Sabayoth is a clone from the Clone Wars era, Ugh. and he's a dark Jedi. How does that work? So it's just like... um. I, I think it's because it's, it's what people thought the Clone Wars would be before the Clone Wars, we knew what it was. We thought it would be like, oh, somebody's cloning Jedi and using those Jedi to replace, like using the clones to replace the Jedi and enacting an evil scheme or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what people were like, he's like, Timothy Zahn, the author, was trying to like vaguely touch on what the Clone Wars might have been without actually stepping all over it. It's just it's just weird. There's weird stuff like that. step
0: all around it, and it makes it weird.
1: Yeah, especially when we know eventually what it became. What, right. And especially, like, the Sith, like, how that it is so ingrained with, like, what Star Wars is now. Mm-hmm. But what's weird about that is that Sith was, a, was supposed to be used in the original movie. The original version of the title crawl was supposed to mention the Lords of the Sith. And there's a deleted scene where that admiral guy with the terrible haircut... Who's like, this battle station is the strongest, blah blah blah. He's there's he says something about like Darth Vader being a dark lord of the Sith. So like the Sith term has been around, it's just never got used. It's just kinda weird.
0: Until now. Yeah.
1: Until nineteen ninety nine. And actually before that, yeah. even. Well. But um and I've been reading Light of the Jedi, the High Republic book. It is really good so far. Um You the,
0: need something non Star Wars in your I'm life. going
1: to eventually. <laughs> um, the, the bad guys are basically like space Vikings. Cool. Called the Nile. They're pretty cool. I yeah. like them. They, they even do drugs before they go and do stuff. Cool. Just like the Vikings used to.
0: They did? Yes. What'd they do?
1: They did some kind of, I think it was maybe a mushroom, but that's like where the berserkers came from. Oh, okay. Cause they were just like, which is wild. I'm
0: high. I'm going for it. Yeah.
1: So they- they do drugs before they go and do their raids and they're hmm. they're basically space vikings. See,
0: I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah.
1: This is this is the, a new book this came out literally this month, like a few weeks ago.
0: And you got it already?
1: Yeah, I figured I was going to jump on board with this cuz then the next book comes out in like February or March, so
0: Wow, it's quick turnaround.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm already I'm like according to the Kindle, I'm like 62% of the way through the book. Wow. I started reading it like 2 days ago. You liking it? I'm liking it a lot, yeah. Cool. It's really good. Um That's about it. I mean, watching random basketball or football, whatever.
0: Yeah, of course, always.
1: Yeah, I watched like, I like using ESPN Plus. I just turn on a random basketball game. It's like, let's see what Radford and Campbell are up to. (laughs) Who? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, It's a school in Virginia and a school in North Carolina. They had a basketball game and went to triple overtime. It was was fun. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, Yeah. had a good time. Well, I'm happy
0: for you. Too bad you can't be there
1: in person, huh? Uh, you know what? I'm I don't care to be there in person for Arkansas State basketball right now
0: because they because they're aren't ter- doing so good.
1: They're terrible, and the coach pisses me off. So,
0: well, I watched a lot of things that made me happy. Oh yeah, I have a list. Oh gosh.
1: Okay, this let's, is why I wanted you to go first. Almost.
0: This is. Let's start with one division first off.
1: Oh yeah. Was it the first two episodes? First two episodes. I haven't watched it, but
0: I don't get it.
1: You don't get it.
0: I, everybody was like, it's innovational. It's the, it's like a new way to watch.
1: It's so innovative. You came up with a word called innovational.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's just a. it, they've really done something else. Apparently it was filmed in front of a live studio audience.
1: Like for realsies?
0: Like for, I thought it would be a laugh track. I, I read something and apparently it, it was a live studio audience. Uh, and I don't, I don't get it. I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy the. I don't get it. I did not enjoy the first two episodes without
1: having seen it, which I haven't. Uh-huh. But I've seen like the trailer. Yeah. Does it's it very make more confusing. sense if I explain to you that Scarlet Witch, her superpower is that she alters reality.
0: Well, and I knew that. Okay. And and I and I know she has something to do with it. And I think she might be. This was John's theory, is that she's trying to deal because we know that Vision, you know, well, okay. If you have not seen the Marvel movie, if you have not seen Endgame and all that stuff, then shame on you. This is on you. I'm about to spoil it. We know that Vision doesn't come back. Vision goes away and does not come back because he was... He's a robot. Well, and his his power that powered him was one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And so they were destroyed. The Infinity Stones were destroyed.
1: So it's like all in her head or something potentially
0: that she is having a break and that she has, she's trying to cope with the loss of vision.
1: I've seen a lot of theories about how this is going to lead into the X-Men coming into being in the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, cool. Because well, they
0: need an end. They're they're ready now.
1: Yeah. Which I guess is what that might be fine. Uh, just cause, well, here's the thing. There was a time where she in the comics eradicated all mutants. Because she can she can alter reality. Hmm. There's a whole comic book called House of M and it's the whole thing. Hmm. So maybe this is like the reverse where she creates mutants somehow on accident. I don't I, know.
0: I'm not sure. But like, I don't, I don't, something darker is behind it, but it's not apparent yet what it is. The first episode, it's literally like a 50s and 60s sitcom. It's in front of a live studio audience. It has that feel 100%. They nailed it. As far as that goes, it's, it's kitschy and it's, it's supposed to be. Just like a fifty sitcom, very whole heart, whole wholesome, and whatever. I so far I don't like it. I need to see other episodes to determine okay. if I like it.
1: You are like the only person who hasn't liked it so far. It seems like
0: it's because I, just, I was just like, this is not what I expected. I didn't really know what to expect, but anyway, that was not it. So I know that it's going to progress and darker stuff is at play. It already has a hint of it in the first two episodes, very briefly. And you are like, whoa, what was that? That was really weird. Something, something's not right. And it's like she's trying to maintain a control on something. It's like, it's almost like she's trying to maintain a reality, that reality, American, yeah. Amer- like wholesome American life reality.
1: Sure. Like holding on to like a, a false nostalgia. Right. S- sort of like certain people do today still about certain things, but don't even worry <laughs> about it. Um, but yeah, I I'm mostly happy. I haven't even seen it. I'm yeah. happy they made it. Me too. Because I like that they're doing the weird things yeah. with it. And it's like, that's I how love, I felt about Joker. I was like, I didn't care for Joker. Yeah. But they did a very different weird thing with a yeah. comic book property. Yeah. And I like that they're able to do that now.
0: Yeah. And like, I love Paul Bettany. He's the actor that plays Vision.
1: He's My mom was complaining about this. What? That uh, it's the typical Hollywood thing where it's like a 50-year-old man with a 20-something-year-old woman. <laughs> Is not like, really always, that old? He's like way older than elizabeth olsen well i wouldn't
0: know that but i I like them together they have good chemistry and i I really like paul bettany and i like elizabeth olsen i think she's pretty good and she does well with her role as as wanda
1: and she's in love with a robot
0: i mean yeah it's great (laughs) so anyways i need i need more episodes to determine if i like it or not i'll leave it at that it is up for it is up in the air right now
1: and it is one of those it's releasing weekly now or something are they doing it on fridays like they did mandalorian
0: i don't know i'm not sure
1: because maybe it'll be one of those things where it's like I wake up at four in the morning and watch the final episode like I did Mandalorian so I can avoid all the spoilers that were just erupting. Like,
0: do like me where you want to talk about it every week and I was like, no, I'm going to watch it all at <laughs> the end. And I did. Well,
1: except you don't seem to want to watch this all that much. You seem kind of.
0: I need more to determine if I like it and I will watch more. I okay. will let you know at the end. Um, let's see. True Detective. Have you ever watched that show?
1: No. I've heard the first season's good. The second season's bad. The third season's good.
0: Yes. I watched the first season. I literally, n- normally stuff doesn't bother me, like watching stuff, because, you know, we have a true crime podcast. I mean, come on. I like true crime documentaries. So, it's True Detective. Well, it's not a true crime show. It's, it's It has, uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson and it's Matthew just, McConaughey. Okay. And great. It was great. It was really well done. It was very dark, very gritty when I say very dark, it was very dark. When I finished it at 1 30 in the morning, I, um, I just, um, I, I had to, I stayed awake for about an hour just looking around thinking I could hear and see things. It was, it was very dark. Very well done though. Love it. I'm going to start on the second season. I've also heard it's not very good. So I'm just going to trudge through it. The third season takes place in Arkansas. So I'm really excited about that. Also a friend of mine, They borrowed his Bronco because it takes place like in the 90s. They borrowed his Bronco for the filming of the show.
1: And they used it. It was a white Bronco for the because it was the, the episode for the oj simpson chase yeah it was not but While the new york rangers uh stanley cup parade was happening at the same time
0: uh sh- sure but it was I, I thought that was really cool having a little connection there so i can't wait to update about that they're anth- anthological so neither none of the seasons have anything to do with each other so i could just theoretically just pop to the third season and watch it which i might do i don't know we'll see true detective hbo highly recommend it um uh, lighting it light lighting it up a little bit i watch dairy girls have you seen that
1: is that the one where it's like
0: irish irish people? No- northern ireland and they're in london oh, it's Dairy northern ireland yes and it takes place in the 90s huh- hilarious i have to put the subtitles on oh, it takes on. place
1: in the 90s so is there like an ira storyline yes, yes well that sounds um not so light it's- unless you're talking about the light from the fires of molotov cocktails and car bombs no 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 it doesn't
0: anyway it <laughs> it it is such... It is hilarious. After with the subtitles on because their accents are really thick and...
1: Yeah, I wish I had done that when I watched that Irish show I watched, whatever it's called. Can't Cope, Won't Cope or Won't Cope, Can't Cope. I can't remember what the order was on that.
0: Huh. Anyway, Dairy Girls. I cannot recommend it enough. I'm I'm laughing my head off. It's so funny.
1: Also, make sure people know how it's spelled. It's not like cows.
0: No, it's D-E-R-R-Y. Dairy Girls. <laughs> I don't know what you would find if you looked up Dairy Girls.
1: Uh, um, so... Bad times. Yeah, the internet. It would be not what you wanted, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> but Dairy Dairy Girls D E R R Y is on Netflix. So flip and funny. It follows this little little group of friends, high school friends, that are of girls that go to this Catholic school in in London. Dairy. Oh my God! It's so funny. It's so sarcastic. It's funny. Um, now we're gonna go dark again. I watched the new Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. It was amazing it was so well done i saw that people were complaining about it because they thought it was too dark or graphic honestly it's no more graphic than any of a bunch of other true crime stuff that i've watched or seen but it was really well done i love that they had the two detectives that were kind of heading the case and uh they they pretty much told their story it was awesome it was well done i didn't know a whole lot about richard ramirez the night stalker Um, I knew who he was in his moniker, but I didn't really know like his crimes. That dude, if there was ever an incarnation of evil, 100% him. That's saying a lot because we've talked about a lot of messed up people and I know about a lot of messed up people.
1: And I mean, we just had like, we just had this president, boom, got him, got him. (laughs) You don't get political people, but boom, we did it. He's out of office. It's not that political anymore. Yeah,
0: it's fine so I
1: just wanted to get my digs in i just, know you did Just got him. just take that dagger and i'm twisting that dagger into the pew.
0: all right calm down yeah anyway uh so really recommend it it was dark but it was really well done it was awesome i like that it's true crime it was the true story and i caught him everybody knows that but okay last one actually, i actually have two more I okay. watched a lot of stuff. I you was did. literally laid in bed. Do you for want days. me to
1: talk about a thing real quick before you? Yeah, go you... ahead. That'd be great. Um so I finished that Just Cause 4 game. Do you like it? I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I finished the story. I did the like uh I cleared the map, I guess. You take over the map. There's okay. Like little regions. Yeah. Um it just I So you're familiar with trophies? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, on PlayStation, they also have they have a version on Xbox, which yeah. came first actually. It's called achievements. Yes. Um there are some people that concern me with how obsessed they are with trophies. 100%. And so, like, basically, if you don't know, the platinum trophy in a PlayStation game means you got everything in Every the game. Every achievement. All your achievements. And sometimes they're real obnoxious. Like, I have I have 13 platinums. Not to brag. Look at you. Because it's not a thing to brag about. Look at it's you. It's kind of lame.
0: you so special. And especially
1: because, like, half of them are, like, super easy and you get the platinum on accident. Um, <laughs> but... There are some people out there who are, like, super obsessed with them in a way that is concerning. Like, I've seen posts from people. Like, I saw a post by a person who did Just Cause 4. Mm-hmm. They got the platinum, and they were like, hey, I give this game a 5 out of 10. It's like, you played, you played platinum. You're you, you were saying in your post you did 20 hours to do the, the, the map. Mm-hmm. You did 20 hours to do all the side annoying stuff, which is the part where I looked at the trophies, and I was like... Oh, I've done 20 of that, and there's 125 more? I don't think I'm going to go for this. No. That's 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 no bueno from me. Um, and then four hours for the story. So they basically played, according to their own math, 44 hours of this game. That's a lot. And they gave it a 5 out of 10. Why would you play so much of this game? For
0: a it's 5 an, out of 10. It's for, a, for a game you ranked at an F.
1: Yes. That's what concerns me. You see people like, uh, oh, played this game for 100 hours got everything uh it sucks don't buy it like why why did you you finish it why why? like you did like i finished just cause 4 i killed the dictator i don't even remember his name the story doesn't matter in that game (laughs) but (laughs) got him got him got him with his own lightning storm because that's a thing that happens that game (laughs) there's there's a weather machine oh cool yeah it's okay um What's cool is the wind gun. That's oh. where it's at. That's the oh, one where me that one. That's the one where I shot that helicopter and it flew into a different <laughs> helicopter and exploded and it was really cool. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I just, I worry about those people. Like, what are you doing with yourself? Like, I enjoyed that game quite a bit. I finished it. Yeah. And then I looked at the trophies and I was like, no. I'm not doing any more of that. <laughs> no. that's, that's, that is beyond tedious.
0: You're like, mm, okay, thanks. Bye.
1: But this person who was like, this game isn't even good. And I'm going to play it all the way through for everything. Like, it's insane. not worth it. That stuff's wild to me. I don't know. Yeah. But that's that's all I got, I think. Oh, okay. So on that. So I just wanted to talk about that, how crazy that is that people would do that.
0: Yeah. Agreed. It's,
1: it's not healthy, I feel like. No, it's like, not. Yeah. Every game I play where I'm like, I enjoy this. I'll look at the trophies and be like, Is there? Is if I'm enjoying finishing? this, is there another reason t- for me to keep playing this game I enjoy? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, that sounds annoying and I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then I move on with my life. And then some of these people are like, well, I hate this game anyway. May as well keep going. Play mm. for another 25 hours.
0: Sounds amazing. That's just crazy to me. Um, okay. Going back. Watch another documentary on Netflix. It is not about true crime. It was, in fact, about hallucinogens okay it was called have a good trip <laughs> that's the name of the documentary and they interview a bunch of hollywood people nick offerman who plays ron swanson on parks and rec is the narrator of this of this documentary it was really fascinating they just interviewed a bunch of people like i have i've never done any i've never done acid never done mushrooms never done anything like that
1: some S- guy injected mushrooms into his bloodstream i saw
0: that got- started growing He got infected.
1: Yeah. He he was having organ failure because they were growing in his body or something wild.
0: Don't do that. Don't recommend that. Yeah. So um, it was really, it was just really funny. And it was like kind of enlightening. It was almost universal. Everybody said taking acid was a life changing experience. And like, you know, I mean, I've smoked a cigarette before. I've, I've had, I've ingested THC on some level before. Neither of those were life-changing, and I've and I've ingested alcohol, and none of that was particularly life-changing in any way, but everybody said that acid changed your lives. They said it just, it was almost universal. Everybody said it made you, it put you outside of yourself, and you felt like one, like everything was all connected. Every, 100% of everything was all connected. You're all part of the same organism type thing.
1: So basically, it turned into the, the people from Avatar.
0: Kind, yes, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. And they used
1: the they're um they little braid things yeah yeah as i saw it once called ponytailia.
0: <laughs> don't like that <laughs> i love it don't like that but yes very accurate so it, it was almost universal it was all these bunch of comedians bunch of different people were interviewed for it lots of lots of celebrities and it was just it was very interesting and they had a good it was i enjoyed for even from a scientific perspective it was very interesting to learn about so highly recommend that documentary very well done and I saved the best for last. Okay? I texted you about this. I loved it so much. So we all know how much I love Jojo Rabbit. I thought it was a wonderfully nice Oh, movie. the
1: thing with the uh, the wild people. What yes, is it called? it's called Hunt for I the Wilder People. Wilder People. I keep wanting to call it Wilder Beasts. I know it's wrong.
0: Well, but it has to do with that. Okay. So it's, you have to watch the movie to see it.
1: Is it on... What is on? Anything <sighs> easy to access? Yeah. What would, did you watch it on? I
0: think on? it was Netflix. Okay. It, was either, it would have had to have been Netflix or Hulu because... It, was one, it had to be one of those two, or Prime, Netflix, Hulu, Prime. It had to be one of those three. I'm sorry. Um, what? What are you shaking your head for?
1: Just embarrassed that you don't know. I know. Um, it looks like, according to Google, that it might be on Prime and Hulu, but I'm not. Sometimes it's weird.
0: Okay. Well, it is by my favorite director, Tidi, who did who has done Thor Ragnarok. He did Jojo Rabbit. He did he, What We Do in the Shadows.
1: He was the voice of IG-11 in Mandalorian and, yes. elect- and directed a couple episodes. Exactly. He directed the f- I think it was the final or second to final episode of the first season. I don't know. But
0: Hunt for the world, Wilder People it's it, Take a with TD director movie. So funny. And, and really you know it was kind of like Jojo Rabbit where it's like it has some really hilariously dry hilarious moments. But the actual topics itself are not Particularly funny. It's about a teenage up and coming kid in foster homes that just has trouble being placed um, because he's kind of a problem child.
1: Angels in the Outfield?
0: No. And he kind of jumps to different homes and he finally finds a home and some stuff happens. And it's kind of an adventure and a journey from there. Also, the guy that plays, oh, what's his name, in Jurassic Park?
1: Jeffrey Goldblum.
0: No, not Jeff Goldblum. he's one of the doctors he's the one with the claw at the beginning of the movie that's like terrorizing the the
1: little. i can't remember if i know his real name or not
0: sam neil yes that's it it's sam neil he's main he's main character in that and the kid that plays the main character in the movie oh my gosh he's so funny he's so funny it was such a well done.
1: Caitlin keeps hitting the table. I She do, is I'm so hyped.
0: I'm sorry. It was such a well done, touching movie, hilarious movie. I absolutely loved it. Jojo Rabbit, Hunt for the Wilder People. You have to watch both of those, please. Please. I beg of you. It's a, it's definitely in my top five favorite movies. And so is Jojo Rabbit. Like, they're really good.
1: Okay. And he's doing a Star Wars at some point.
0: Yes, he is. And I'm like so a movie. excited. He's just the best. I love Take Out with T.D.
1: I wonder what that Star Wars movie is going to be like. I guess he's doing the the fourth Thor movie.
0: I hope so because it was really Lo- funny.
1: Love and Thunder is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, Love and Thunder. Where they're going to turn Natalie Portman into a Thor.
0: That, that's kind of interesting. I'm they, interested.
1: Which has happened in the comics, but oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's cool. been there's been a Lady Thor who was whatever her character's name is that I can't think of now.
0: Doctor somebody.
1: Doctor Lady.
0: Doctor Lady. That's her. Doctor Dr. Natalie Portman.
1: Doctor Natalie Portman played a 14 year old in The Phantom Menace. When she was 19, which is, I didn't realize she was that young.
0: Do you remember, she was on SNL a few years back, and she did like a, all the kids I'd... looking up to Meekin. Can...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I don't think that was a few years ago. I think that was more like a, almost a decade ago.
0: I'm looking this up.
1: Uh, Natalie's Rap from Lonely Island. I was yes. listening to that on that album. I'm pretty sure I was living in Arkansas Hall no at way. Arkansas State University.
0: No, it was in
1: that time period. I'm not lying.
0: I'm looking. Look up, up right that up. first
1: Lonely Island album. Like it's, it's been a while, Caitlin.
0: Released 2018. Oh, that's Natalie's drop 2.0.
1: Yeah, that's not the one. I'm. I'm telling you, this. It's been a while. Like, like we're talking a decade.
0: Okay. I'm trying to look it up, but all all I'm seeing right now is Natalie's Rap 2.0, which I I don't know what that is.
1: Okay, the album that that is included on, the Lonely Island album, Incredibad, was released on CD slash DVD back when you still did that, and it mattered. Wow. February 2009. Wow. So it's been a while.
0: That would have been Arkansas Hall.
1: Not quite, but...
0: I actually, no. That would have been after it, yeah.
1: Yeah, but uh,
0: <laughs> wow, that was over ten years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, because uh, I have I have those memories in my brain. I'm like, I remember being in Jonesboro. I remember actually being in college for realsies and <laughs> listening to that album a bunch. That was twelve years. I remember ago. being like in the cafeteria at ASU talking about how whatever funny that song was. Yeah. Also. <laughs> Inappropriate. Inappropriate, but I just want to mention, um, you know, sometimes that, so that album is very explicit. Very. And you can get a censored version. Oh, no. The song, um, I don't know if I want to say it, but Blank In My Pants. Oh, yeah. You know that. It, it's very similar to Jazz In My Pants. <laughs> the censored version uh-huh. is significantly more graphic because they make a noise instead of saying oh, jazz no. so it's it's so much worse not that kind of sound like like a like a like a, like a an or, or orgasm sound basically Ooh, it's like yeah. i said it is so much more explicit in the the censored version it is <laughs> oh hilarious God.
0: they're like fine make a censor it we'll make yeah. it even more graphic. what are you do bleep this yeah
1: <laughs> so uh I think that's worth seeking out if you just want to see that for a moment because it's hilarious. Oh, Oh,
0: man, that's bad.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it's been over a decade.
0: Wow. We're old. We're very old.
1: Yeah, I'm elderly. It's happening.
0: Anyways, if you get sick, there's a bunch of recommendations for you for things to watch, things to listen to, things to partake in, books to read, all sorts of mediums of cons- consumer consuming things.
1: Yeah, you can jump on that High Republic stuff as it's happening now.
0: Or you can jump on the Lonely Island stuff, or you can jump on literally the giant list of things I like You that. will
1: be very behind on Lonely Island. You'll have to catch up. <laughs> that movie they did is really good, Pop Star. I don't
0: know that one.
1: It, nobody watched it, but it was, it was Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, I think was the subtitle. Wow. It was, that movie was actually really good, and soundtrack is really good, so...
0: Lonely Island is very good.
1: Yeah, and they did the soundtrack. Oh my! As you'd imagine, no way. Oh, what's that song called? I I won't. What? That, there's a There's a song on the uh, on Pop Star. I forget what it's called, but it's like it's it's so inappropriate. I'm trying to think of how to describe it because I can't think of the name of it. Oh no! Um, hold on. Let me. let me look up what the. I'm gonna look up this this uh soundtrack because i want to make sure i come on i'm working on hurry.
0: it. hurry come on I'm time on...
1: it's called finest girl
0: oh okay that doesn't sound so bad
1: finest girl and in parentheses bin laden song
0: no no you, it got <laughs> it got worse
1: it's so good though. it got worse that song is really good highly recommend i uh, think
0: you showed it to me now that i think about it
1: i might have because vanessa bayer is in the music video mm. and she has big teeth
0: Oh, we've talked about big teeth. You like, you like ladies with we, big teeth? We
1: like the people with the big teeth. I guess I do. We like them to have them chompers.
0: It means you can eat well. <laughs>
1: we want them chompers.
0: There's some ASMR for you?
1: The worst ASMR ever.
0: <laughs> it's very percussive ASMR.
1: I feel like people want ASMR to be like a soft... I calming like, noises.
0: I like. I can see on the recording on on the or computer here. I can see the chomping. It's just like straight up and down, harsh lines.
1: Chom- call you Chomper. Take just that. like from uh Land Before Time. Oh yeah. I want. I want to say. that. I want to say Chomper, no chomping, but I, that's a that's a different thing. That's Swiper, no swiping. That's
0: what it is. I was like, wait, that's right. Nope, it's swipe or no, it's Swiper, no. Chomper,
1: no chomping though. That too. Also, okay, I won't. All right.
0: All right, Andrew, you got anything else?
1: No, let's get out of here. Let's
0: wrap this up. It's been too long. i was kidding. It's never too long with us. Okay, guys, thanks for being patient. I'm sorry I was sick. So this has been Paint the Town Dead. We drop episodes every Tuesday unless I'm stuck on a plane, unless I'm sick, or unless I get called in. So, I mean, I guess it happens.
1: Basically, unless Caitlin ruins it.
0: So pretty much. Andrew is fine. Andrew does fine with He meets his time. Maybe
1: we need to like... Schedule it to come out on. I'm gonna secretly. I'm gonna start scheduling it to be on like. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you it's a it's a Monday podcast, but secretly it comes out on Tuesdays. But you don't know that. But I have
0: no idea. Yeah. Except I do because I'm notified when sort, episodes drop.
1: Sort, sort of like um, when you like turn the clock like forward, so people think they're like, oh no, I'm running behind. They go quicker. Like
0: like whenever at the office they changed all the clocks to five similar to that, and they just all start leaving.
1: They- I think they did this concept in, like, an episode of I Love Lucy. All kinds of episodes. Uh, all kinds I'll, of TV shows have yeah, done this. Yeah. Sometimes they do it. The, the gag ends up being that they turn the clock backwards. So they're actually, like, super uh, really? far behind yeah. instead. Oh, uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, you get it. So, Paint the Town Dead. Episodes every Tuesday, unless something happens. My apologies. You can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram, Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can catch us on Twitter at Pod, and feel free to email us at Pod at gmail.com. Please be sure to subscribe anywhere you can, rate five stars anywhere you can, like everything you can, please share everything you can. Any and all interaction you have with our social media and with our downloads, it helps everything so much and we absolutely greatly appreciate you guys, every single one of you. And that's it. That's what that's what I got. Bye. Oh, oh okay. Guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Goodbye.